Hello, it's uh, Dorothy Polarski. I wanted to welcome all of you today to today's uh, program. We have a very, very special guest. And uh, as always, I love hearing from each and every one of you. So as you sign on, I would ask you to please say hello in the chat box so we know you're here and we know where you're from. And if you're from, you know, a particular parish, let us know. Um, I'm sure that some of you have met me and some of you haven't met me. So for those of you that haven't met me, let me tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Dorothy Polarski. And um, some of you might know me from my book, Motherhood Matters. Some of you might know me from catholicmomsgroup.com. Um, our ministry is working in partnership with the Archdiocese of Toronto in starting mothers groups right across the Archdiocese of Toronto. Uh, we have worked with over 40 parishes and we hope that a mom here is called to start a mother's group. That would be so cool. Um, we're always praying to the Holy Spirit to touch the hearts and minds of moms. Um, we have a very, very special guest today, and I will introduce her in just a few minutes, but I'm, uh, I'm kind of in waiting mode. You know what it's like to sign on as a mom. We had... Um, over a hundred moms sign up for today, so I wanted to give all of them a chance to, you know, to say hello. Oh, there's hello from uh, Roseanne Lista from Our Lady of Peace Parish. Hello to Christina from, she's our mother's group leader, actually at All Saints Parish. Oh, we've got Stephanie Porto all the way from Niagara Falls. Um, we have Corina Sibling, hello from Holy Cross Parish in Georgetown. Hello, hello. Um, oh boy, this is so exciting. Vesna from St. Bernadette's in Ajax, Rowena from St. Catherine of Siena. Shout out to our mother's group leader there. Um, she's got two mother's groups uh, at that parish twice a week. Hello, Liz from St. Dominic's and my home group here. Um, unbelievable. I just love seeing all of these names pop up. Uh, a big, big warm welcome to all of you. Oh, I've got eight new messages. Oh, Evelyn Vasquez from St. Jerome's, Rita Mitchell from Red Deer, Alberta. Oh my gosh, Rita, welcome. Uh, <laughs> we've got someone from right across the provinces here. Jacqueline Hanna from St. Peter and Paul. Um, and St. Gregory's Parish. We've got a mom's group there too. So we're very, very, very excited um, to have you here. Oh, Susan Monaco, our mother's group leader from Our Lady of Peace. It is so, it just fills my heart with so much joy to see all of you. Jacqueline Hanna from Mississauga, St. Cecilia from St. Joseph the Worker and Thornhill. Um, Amelia, again from St. Joseph's in Thornhill. So, oh, we're so excited to hear from Donna. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I'm going to start slowly moving uh, into our program. We've got about half of the moms, uh, two participants have raised their hands. So let me see. Okay, there we go. So anyway, a big, big warm welcome to all of you. As you're signing on, please say hello as you're signing on. 
Um, oh, Vicenta Blake from Toronto, from the oratory there. Uh, Kathy from Toronto, Maria Tofino. Um, I also like to hear how many of our little sessions you have actually attended. That always gives me some encouragement to plan the, uh, to plan the next one. Anyway, um, you know, I was scrolling my messages this morning. Um, you know, me, I'm on Facebook probably a little bit too often. And my first contact with Donna Marie Cooper O'Boyle was on April the 30th, 2010. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for some reason, you know me, Donna, I like kind of keeping track of dates. We missed that 10 year anniversary. We should have celebrated. We should have celebrated for sure. So we can still do that. We can, we still, can still celebrate. So, um, you know, I reached out to Donna 10 years ago saying to Donna, I'm baby stepping in a leadership position here in Toronto. I need your help. I need your encouragement. And boy, oh boy, um, things really got wonderful, you know. It was one of the best decisions I made, uh, is reaching out to Donna. Um, in 2011, um, actually 2010, I had sent the manuscript of Motherhood Matters to Donna Cooper O'Boyle, because I figured this woman that has written 30 books for Catholic moms, um, that she could let me know, is there something here? Is there something not here? So she was very uh gracious and you know and and, and reviewed the uh, manuscript for me i'm a big fan of donna's i'm going to read you her introduction in just a minute but just to give you a little bit of living proof about how much i love this woman oh. the domestic church if you haven't read it you need to read it embracing motherhood if you haven't read it you need to read it um, in the heart of motherhood by donna cooper o'boyle if you haven't read it you need to read it Grace Cafe by Donna Cooper O'Boyle. <clears throat> Me and Mother Teresa. Um, Donna Cooper O'Boyle has had a ten-year had a ten-year friendship with uh, Saint uh, Teresa of Calcutta. Miraculous Medal. Donna Cooper O'Boyle. Reclaiming Sundays by Donna Cooper O'Boyle. And. This is probably one of my all-time favorites. Do you see all the notes in there? <laughs> so um, let me just uh, just officially introduce Donna. Donna Cooper O'Boyle is a wife, mother, grandmother, and she's very passionate about sharing the faith. She served as a catechist for 30 years, as a retreat leader, a pilgrimage leader, an award-winning author of more than 30 books. Her memoir, which I also read, <laughs> that I couldn't track down, The Kiss of Jesus, in which she shares her crooked path and God's mercy. She's also an award-winning journalist, an international speaker, an EWTN television host, creator of Everyday Family and of Blessings. Um, I could go on and on and on and on. Um, I always say that, you know, Donna is my prolific writer friend. Uh, you know, she's on EWTN, she's been on Women of Grace, she's been on Vatican Radio, um, she's written for the Vatican Insider, 
Um, she was invited to the Vatican to, to you know, I just, I, I can't even, <laughs> I'm afraid if I read the, all of the bio, we won't have any time to chat with you. Um, she's just a, a miraculous soul. And if you have any questions that you'd like to ask Donna, please put them in the um, chat box. I'm just going to check the chat box here. Um, oh, so we have put in the link, if you're interested in any of her books, uh, we have put them in the bio, a link to her website. There's also a detailed bio of her. So, oh, and she, someone says here, uh, Peggy says, I'm following through Donna's 52 weeks with St. Rosina. I'm learning a lot. Um, so anyway, there's so many messages here, I can't keep up with them. So I'm gonna go straight to Donna for now because we don't wanna miss the opportunity to chat with you. Um, okay. Welcome, Donna. Thank you, Dorothy, thank you so much. And I, I vividly remember, you know, when we first connected and I vividly remember being invited to speak at your conference. And I wanna thank you, Dorothy, for your book, Motherhood Matters, because you know a lot of mothers don't realize how much it matters, right? Look at my wall behind, see this wall behind me? This is, I did this here purposely because I, actually the wall goes down further, just pictures of my kids and my grandkids, and Mother Teresa with the kids, and my mother, my grandmother. You know, the vocation of motherhood is so important. And you wrote that book, Motherhood Matters, and I'm sure it reaches countless women's hearts. And I also want to commend you for that magazine. Oh my gosh, one one mother's heart, right? Is that oh, thank you. I really, really, um, I really appreciate. Uh, Donna actually reviewed it and endorsed it, so we're very excited. Donna, our little ministry, you know, is on a mission to revive the vocation of motherhood. Yes. You know, what does that mean, the vocation of motherhood? Well, that, that could take a, a whole weekend retreat, really, to talk about the vocation of motherhood. So how, that's why I write all these books, because you can't just do it. You got to get some more out there, Dorothy. <laughs> but vocation of motherhood, oh my gosh, it's a gift from our Lord. Our Lord gifted us, you know, St. John Paul II and Mulieris Dignitatum on the dignity and vocation of women told us that um, the, that woman is entrusted with a human being, okay? So we're not only mothers, biological mothers or adoptive mothers, uh, we are spiritual mothers too. So we are entrusted with a human being and I don't think we're that much aware of that responsibility. So we need to unearth and help each other unearth these womanly gifts that God gives us, these beautiful gifts that are meant to be shared, that are meant to you know, accept love and give love so there's so much that God gives to us women, especially in that vocation of motherhood. And then, you know, I also want to say that the moms in the trenches, and I think we're always in the trenches at some point or other, no matter how old our children are, you know, we're still mothering them in, at, into adulthood and, and on, because we're always going to be a mother and a grandmother, maybe, hopefully, you know, God will gift us with that as well. But I think while we're going through all of it and the nitty gritty details of motherhood and you know those diaper changes and up in the night and you're feeling like you're losing sleep, you might not feel like you're accomplishing much, but I hope mothers will pause to think about that beautiful life that you're nurturing and that's what's important and that moment in time, you know, and what you're giving to that child and then your example to the moms around you who might be frustrated, who might be 
really tired from sleepless nights and they need that word of encouragement. And you might think, well, what can I really say or how can I really help? But trust me, all these years that I've been ministering to moms and women all around the world, they need, they need affirmation like Dorothy is giving through all her mother's groups and what she's doing this big ministry and through the ministry that our Lord gave me. So you, you matter. You, your words matter. You're, that, those gifts that God put in your heart are meant to be shared. So I don't know if I answered your question about the vocation of motherhood, but pieces as we go along. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a huge multifaceted, you know, responsibility. Yes. And, uh, and you know, it's just so wonderful to, to, talk to you about it because yes i think it could it could be a two or three day retreat exploring you know yeah. all of the faucets um there's someone here i just wanted to mention uh corina sibley um she says that she loves your book catholic mom's cafe so uh, just a little shout out to you there um, if any of you, you know, want to say hello to donna if you have any questions please you know pop them up here Don, right now, you know, we're, we're living in remarkable times with this kind of corona pandemic. Uh, um, and I'm just wondering, you know, many moms right now are just like so overwhelmed because they're trying to work their professional work from home. They're trying to now homeschool and they've never homeschooled. They're having to cook all their meals because it's not as easy to get you know, to go to a restaurant. It's being a mark, being a mom right now, like there's so much more pressure. Um, yeah. Can you give any words of advice or any thoughts to mothering during this time? That's a great question. You know, it's a great question because we, we not only have so much to do at any given time, but there's also that stress of um, keeping the kids safe, keeping your family safe, not going out, you know, sheltering in, can you eat food from outside? I don't do it yet myself, just so you know. I don't even take it. I'm sorry. I know we want to support everyone, but I'm not there yet where I, I want to cook my own food and know that hands haven't, you know, touched it. So we have all these concerns. And on top of everything else, of raising the family. I find that it's one important thing. It might seem kind of simple, but a schedule. And people might think, well, how do you have a schedule and everything's chaotic and kids want to run here and do, and I can't, but to try to have a flexible schedule, at least try to get something in place and begin with the morning offering. First thing in the morning at the breakfast table, at the sides of your kids' beds, wherever it is, but begin with prayer, begin with prayer. Put that schedule on your dry erase board, on a piece of paper, in your tablet, wherever it is, and make amends, make, uh, you know, Kids are gonna not feel well, or you have to be flexible as a parent and a grandparent. So we don't want to be rigid, but we want to have a flow. Of, you know, like the, the communities and monastic communities, and uh, have that prayer and work and eat. So we're eating, we're, and put the kids to work. Get them to do some chores. You know, and it's a wonderful time to reconnect as a family to work out your salvation in the domestic church. You know, things are different now, but God gives us the graces to, to try to get a schedule into place so it doesn't become a free-for-all. That's what we want to avoid. It just becomes free Because then, at the end of the day, you're getting into bed and you're lamenting, oh, you know, 
I didn't get that decade of the rosary in or that whole rosary in, or I didn't teach them about seeing, you know, whoever it was you were going to talk about. You, you need to kind of plan a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Prayerfully plan, but be flexible. And I think that would help to keep us, you know, um, more at peace and to have some calm in our life. Yeah, and, and um, you said a couple of things that just kind of like jumped right out at me as they always do. Um, is, is to be careful that the home doesn't become a free-for-all, right? Because during chaos, it's so easy for us to just kind of like throw the towel yeah. in. And, you know, if, 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 if a mom throws the towel in... Oh, forget it. She's forget like... It, right? She's like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, she has to be that anchor. <laughs> she has to be the, the anchor. And I know that sometimes, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes as a mom, we lose it, right? And a couple of days ago, I lost it. It wasn't very pretty. <laughs> and, uh, but it's important when we lose it as moms to sort of say, okay, I lost it. I need to express my sorrow, some contrition. I need to discern. I need to pray. And then I need to pick up again and clean up that kitchen. And, yeah. you know, and so, it, like, so much is rooted in the, the, the mom. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to just come to some of the comments here. Uh, just a shout out to Peggy Bredin. Uh, Donna, I wanted to introduce you to her. She's read... Um, a lot of your books so oh. just shout out to her um, and let me just see uh, there we go uh, would love some advice oh here's okay from Karina I would love some advice on dealing with teens unbelief uh, kids ranging from 16 to 7 my teens now roll their eyes at anything I do with church and faith heartbreaking but my seven-year-old is completely the opposite but worried the same thing is going to happen when she's a teen um, do you have any thoughts on dealing with rolling eyes or stomping feet of a 22 year old <laughs> you know i think the 13 year olds roll their eyes and then the 22 year olds stomp their feet any thoughts on that donna well i think in a domestic church as the kids get older, you're going to see the whites of their eyes a little bit <laughs> when they roll their eyes. You might hear doors slamming a little bit once in a while. You might hear stomping of feet, but it's not the end of the world. They, need, they feel like they have to express. And don't forget, going through teenagerhood and, and young adulthood as they move up, there's turbulent times, there's hormonal times. So we need to give um, leeway to correct when necessary, lovingly. Um, and don't never throw in the towel. You always have to stand your ground with you are a faithful mother, you're a faithful wife, you're going to teach the faith, not with regimentation though. Set a, set a loving kind of um, schedule, you know, say your prayers at the dinner table. So if they're gonna storm off about something, you're gonna catch their cap, a captive audience when they're sitting there hungry to eat, hopefully. Hopefully you're bringing them in at the dinner table, hopefully, you're not allowing them to eat at a computer or someplace else and splitting the family up. You need to come together to that table. It's so important to, to start from the beginning. And if you haven't yet, to just do it now. Get everybody to the table. Begin with grace. Begin with, and then a Hail Mary and an Our Father. And you put yourselves 
in a spirit of prayer. There's going to be arguing, spilled drinks, whatever. You're a work in progress. Every family is a work in progress. So don't worry. <laughs> don't worry because your loving example as a mother sticking to her faith, but not shoving it down anybody's throat. You know, not being like, no, no, what is this faith if I have to, oh, you know, we want to do it with love. Think of the blessed mother. How would she do it? How would the blessed mother teach someone to love her son? You know, so be that loving example when you need to be, okay, you have to be a little stronger. Um, but don't worry about a slam door or stomping of, you know, their feet. They'll come around and you're, you're putting down that foundation of prayer. And even if they veer away for a while, they're going to come back to that foundation. I think that it's important for parents. I know we're sheltered in and a lot of places don't have masks right now. But when we do have masses, I think it's so important for parents not to give the children a choice. This is when you need to be strong. Like if your 16-year-old says, I don't want to go to church today. And say, well, honey, we're all going to church as a family. This is Because when they're out on their own and they want to make that decision and they're paying their own rent and this and that, they can do that. But I think that's where a parent can step in and say, we're all going to go to church. And even if they don't like it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think that's important that we have to do, we do have to lay down the law about going to church and keeping the commandments. Just like you want to keep um, peace in your home, you know, God wants to keep peace with the commandments. He gives us commandments, a way to get to heaven. And his biggest commandment, I think we heard it in the gospel today, to love him above all things and to love our neighbor as ourselves. So love is the answer, and we can love, love our kids to heaven. Yeah, and I, I really, really, I was getting goosebumps as uh, as you were saying it, Donna. Is a lot of a lot of moms are not kind of laying down the law because yeah. they themselves are so exhausted. They themselves are so stressed. They're so frazzled that when they get some opposition, they yeah. just throw in the towel and. Can't do that. Yeah, no. And, and that's the sacrifice of being a mother. You, that's part of the sacrifice. Sometimes you're, you're not going to be popular. <laughs> I mean, I always want to be popular and loved by my children, but when they get older, they might look at you like, come on, mom. <laughs> just you're for a, a weirdo. <laughs> just for a day, just for a while, for a month. You never know. But we, you know, we continue to love. We continue to love, right? Of course. No, and, and I, I really sometimes struggle with, you know, this kind of, like, gentle parenting. Like, I, I think that, uh, you know, um, gentle parent, parenting is good. Like, right. All right, hold on. Something happened on the screen. <laughs> it's okay. It just looks like it's going to be another one of me. <laughs> well, I might, um, just going to remove that. Oh, good. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to remove that person from the meeting, whoever that person was. <laughs> uh, but, um, anyway, I, I really, you know, would encourage all moms that are listening and joining us today that, you know, that we're not afraid to lay down the law and that we're not afraid to lose our popularity and that there is no negotiation when it comes to Sunday Mass. And one thing I still say to my kids to this very day is you know like if you live in a dorm there are rules if you right. live in an apartment building there are rules 
And when you live in this house, there are rules. Right. And whether you like it or not, you know, these are the rules. Now, you know, it's, as you say, it's not always easy. Um, just want to read some more of the comments here. Can I just say one thing about, um, but for the moms out there having a tough time, I understand because we live in a world right now that's even harder. It's much harder than when we grew up, you know, and there's so much more coming at them. Um, that's why it's important, in case they don't get a chance to say this uh, at some point, that's why it's so important to um, monitor screen time, make sure you have parameters in place for how much they, especially during the pandemic, how much they can get on the computer or this or that, and make sure you know what they're looking at and doing, because you don't want the world outside your doors to be raising your child instead of you. And that happens through all of the technology that we have at our fingertips right now in this day and age. So that's important to make sure that we, you know, we are the ones, we're the doorkeeper. We're the gatekeeper like St. Faustina was at her convent. We're, we're the doorkeeper of our home. We allow what we want into our home and we don't allow the evil to come into our home via the internet, the TV, whatever it is, that is our, you know, sometimes our enemy. So we have to be careful, we have to be vigilant, we have to be very prayerful as a mother so that we can help the teens who are going through all that trouble of, want, you know, not wanting to go to church anymore. Because why should they want to go if the world outside the doors is talking about all of this wonderful other kind of life and there are no rules you just love one another they like it you like it <laughs> you know anything goes i mean it's a whole different reality ours is the true reality the catholic faith i have to say that and we want to impress that upon the children in a loving way but in a, a very uh, important strong way as a parent sorry that took a while <laughs> no 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 that we're we're very very happy to hear all of this this is why this is why we're here, is to, is to hear from you. Um, I also just wanted to acknowledge a comment from uh, Carmela Pietrabone. Um, she says, I really like the way you address so many different topics. I watched you many times on EWTN. You are amazing. <laughs> I have one question, Donna. What do, what, <laughs> what do you do with a son who is 23 and very selfish? Thank you from Carmela. Any thoughts for dealing with, um, I have a 22 year old who sometimes doesn't want to obey her parents. How do you explain this type of situation? So um, any thoughts on you know, the 22 year old or the 23 year old that is not showing respect, that is selfish, any thoughts? Is that in the same family, those two people, the 23 um, The 23 year old is selfish and the 22 year old doesn't want to obey. So they're two different women. Yeah, so that's a real challenge to you as a parent to have, you know, the rebellion. Um, I think it's real important to nip it in the bud because if it's been going on, um, it'll be harder to do, but it doesn't mean you can't do it. You're just going to have to you know, take some time and really go to prayer, if you can, to Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. You know, call on the saints, ask for intercession from the saints, pray to St. Michael, pray to Rosary, pray to Divine Mercy Chaplain, and get that armor, you know, and strength, and, and lay down the law. <laughs> you know, you can't be doing this to each other. You can't be talking to me that way. You can't be selfish in this way. That is not what a Christian is. Well, I'm not a Christian. You know, if that comes back like that to say, well, I am. I'm a Catholic mother, and this cannot happen in this household. 
you know, you have to, you have to nip it in the bud. Otherwise, what's going to happen if it gets out of control? You know? And, and so just any thoughts, like, I'm, I'm a bit of a, <laughs> I'm a bit of a crazy lady when it comes to those first, you know, because my mom was always like, those first, you know, five years of your child's life, yeah. like, Dorothy, that's, you know, that's like, that's when you're making the, the blueprint. So she used to always talk about that. Uh, well, you're, you're, over you're, blessed that you're blessed that she told you that. A lot of mother, a lot of women don't have a mother that would actually say that to make them aware that, yes, you need to be there for them. You need to, you know, teach them. Yeah. Right? And, and, and so, you know, because I always say that, you know, all the effort and work and sacrifice and tears and crying and screaming and talking and disciplining in those first five years is really like I see the fruits of it now right I, I see the fruits of it even now um, and, and God can I think go back in time and heal things if you know I had one friend um, who was a, a corporate executive and traveled extensively and she will self-admit that she neglected you know many years of her, the formative years of her children and she used to come to my mother's group and kind of like what's with these crazy religious ladies and you know she couldn't understand at all then finally I don't know her son was in grade three or four and it was just becoming all very clear that he needed his mother and uh She's like, Dorothy, what should I do? And, I, and, and so anyway, you know, there was like restructuring going on in the business that she was working in. She was being asked to move her entire family to the, like to China because oh. she, she, had, she had a very significant like corporate role. And she goes, I don't know whether I should take a package and leave or, you know, like, and so anyway, there are many, many conversations, but I said, whatever you do, if you take that package and you decide you're going to stay at home, you tell your son that you are doing it for him. Right. Yeah. Good. And that you want to make up for time that's been lost. Good. That will be a dramatic change in his life. Right. And, yeah. it, you know, and so um, anyway, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be going on. Oh, no, no, I'm glad. I'm sorry. just check the chat box here. Pardon? Um, I'm just going to check the chat box here. So Judith Mazzona, do what's important to God. Lead by example. Watch TV Mass every afternoon. Um, I insist on afternoon rest for everyone. It's quiet time. So we're getting a lot of great comments here. That one of their friends is having trouble logging in. Rita, I'm, I'm sorry, but once we're online, there's not too much I can do to... Well, maybe, I, I shouldn't say this, but maybe it's possible you might be able to save the video and then people could see it later. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, no, and there's uh, much I'm needing to learn about um, technology, so I'm, I'm trying to record it, so hopefully uh, we can figure out, you know, how we can share the um, information a little bit more. Um, Tell us a little bit more, because I know for a couple of years, I was a little bit, I don't know, I was put off, and I, I shouldn't be saying this, my gosh, it's, I feel guilty saying it, but I was like, 
domestic church? Like, what's that domestic church? What does that mean? Um, uh, I understand now, but, you know, maybe there's some women here that have joined us today that they don't really understand the concept of domestic church, and it sounds a bit weird to them. Can you tell us a little bit about that term and where it came from, what it means, and so on? Sure, sure, sure. First, I just want to touch real quickly on that point that woman made about silent quiet time thank you for saying that because um it's very during the pandemic especially you know to find a time of quiet to turn all the technology off and to have a prayer time and a quiet time mother Teresa always said it's in the silence that we hear the voice of god so we need we need that quiet time so thank you for doing that in your home and hopefully others will be inspired as well for all of us we need to find that quiet so we can talk with and especially listen to our Lord because sometimes we talk too much to him and he just wants us to sit there and listen. But about the domestic church, well, um, our church tells us that the home, the family, well, the family is a vital cell of society. And St. John Paul II often said that the uh, little family church should be called the domestic church. It should mirror the great, you know, the church. So it's the church of the home. And like this, you only see the wall behind me, but if I took you through my house, <laughs> you'd think you were in a church, actually, um, because every wall is plastered with all kinds of saints and divine mercy and sacred heart and the Immaculate of Mary and everything. I'm not saying you need to do that in your home, but it's important to have a crucifix in your children's bedrooms uh, if you want to have it, you know, that kind of image uh, or a picture of Jesus or a picture of Mary. So a few places in your home you'd want to do that. So your, your, um, your family is a domestic church. We raise the family in the faith. And we are islands of, I don't have the quote in my head right now, um, but it's in a lot of my books. Um, you know, in the early church, the, the Christians were like islands of, what is it, Dorothy? I can't remember. I, I just, <laughs> I have had a, I've had a migraine for I can't think so Maybe you me. should read this book. Yeah, I should learn that. about the church. Yeah, to learn about it. But, but it's important because we are to mirror the church, and especially to our family, to our children, to our grandchildren. So whether you have a million things around your house like I do, of religious art, or, you know, images, or if you have just a few you know, the rosary, you know, the um, sacramentals, different things that you can teach the children in your domestic church. So it's a place to learn the faith because parents, and I say grandparents, are the first and foremost educators of the faith. God calls us to be the first and foremost educators. So we shouldn't farm them out and expect other people to teach the faith to them. And if we do, we have to make sure what they're teaching because there's all kinds of watered down stuff out there, erroneous things too. But we are to teach the faith. And that happens in our example, in our word, in our deed. So that's what we do in the domestic church. <laughs> in a nutshell, I could go on. <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, you know, I think during these times, as moms, you know, we want to give our children a good education. We want to give our children opportunity to participate in different sports. We want to give our kids, you know, the best brand of this, that, and the other. And we have kind of forgotten that our primary duty is to pass down the Catholic faith. Have we given 
our children a vibrant spirituality that they can lean on, that they can draw from. You know, I don't know how many times I have said to my kids, like, look, you know, one day I'm going to be in the ground, I'm going to be dead, you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, and I want you to have a sort of a treasure chest of things that you can draw on, right? Oh, so yeah. that when you're feeling weak, and I, you know, so maybe, you know, they're not drawn to pray the rosary, like when they were little, we used to do the family rosary all the time, and now they're, you know, giving me a little bit of pushback. Um, but the thing is, my thought has always been, as you know, my mother used to always say, is if we present this treasure chest, yeah. so that when we're gone, that they have the source, you know, within them. Um, one, one thing that I wanted to mention too, is something that my mom, she, she had about, I don't know, about 95 Polish sayings, and they Aww. all like kind of echo in my head. And before she passed away, um, I asked her to write them all down, but one, one thing she used to say over and over again was, um, uh, you know, mamusia powinna być do tańca i do różańca. Mamusia powinna być do tańca i do różańca. And what that means is that a mom should uh, know how to dance her heart out and pray the rosary. I have to learn that. I have to learn how to say that. I'm Polish, but I don't know how to speak Polish. The tańca i do Sometimes I have found in my walk of, you know, meeting different Catholic moms, is sometimes they're so pious, they're so serious, they're so, they, you know, with their long skirts and their piousness, and, and, and they don't know how to have fun, right? And they don't know how to bring levity and joy. And so then the, the faith becomes almost like a punishment, you know? That's sad, that's sad. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, and with my mom always saying, you know, that was always a reminder to me that, you know, I should be able to dance a good dance. I should be able to have a hearty good laugh. And um, because if, if it's, if all we're trying to do is, you know, pass down this religiosity, Right. But then but they, can, not, they can just read a, read a book. <laughs> you're not going to get your smile and your joy. You know, you've got to be full of joy. The joy of the Lord, being a Catholic Christian, you know, we're supposed to be filled with joy. Even in our sorrows, we can still feel joy because we know our, our Lord. And so some people might not realize, and that's what they know, to just be, and you know, being pious is a good thing. But yes. I think what you're trying to say is that they don't realize they can also express you know joy and, and be happy and you were asking if we um are passing down the faith and uh, i forget there's something else that you had said and i wanted to say and i know you have it there you showed it the book reclaiming sundays you were talking about parents are they are they doing everything they can to teach the faith well if the parents are just letting the sports practices and all of that rule their lives and not let their kids go to church on Sunday because they've got to go to that practice, then that's not good. That's, so we have to reclaim our Sundays if we haven't already and make sure that we don't let, you said about being well-rounded and everything. Yes, we want them well-rounded. We want them to have, you know, to learn sports and to learn a language and to learn different things, but not if it takes them away from Holy Mass. So 
find a way to get to mass. <laughs> and, and you might be the example to the other parents on the sports team why you're not going, why your child is not participating in that particular sport because they won't let you go to church. <laughs> Unless you can go Saturday night or something else, you know, you could work it out. Not that you can't have a sport, but I'm saying don't let that take over your life. Don't let the activities, the extracurricular activities, take, take away from your life of faith. Yeah, and it, it's funny, you know, because my kids were, you know, they were both in ringette. My son was in AAA baseball. My daughter was in baseball and ballet and ringette and jazz. And, you know, I, don't, I can't, I, my head is just a flurry of activity. Uh, but the one thing that I was very blessed is, you know, my husband and I were on the same page. And if there was a hockey tournament in Pittsburgh, we found a church in Pittsburgh before we went to Pittsburgh to make sure we could go to the mass, right? Um, and so it's so important to have your like husband on the same page um, because, again, my kids have gone to churches in every city that we've ever traveled to. So whether we were in Hawaii or Martha's Vineyard or Calgary or Vancouver, like wherever we went, we always landed. My, my grandmother used to always teach my mom that the first thing that you should do when you land in a city is to find the nearest church, go in there and thank God for a safe flight. Yes. And uh, uh, my husband and I once traveled to Australia on business. And so we found this church and we had arrived at a crazy hour and the church was open and we were the only ones in there. And you know, the priest found us and was a little bit worried what we were doing there at that time. And uh, anyway, he ended up inviting us for breakfast and we have some great oh, memories of, uh, of that. Um, so yeah, so one question that is coming up here from a couple of people, okay. which is uh, could probably, we could probably have another meeting here because this is a tough cookie to crack, I think. Um, what do you do when your house is, not your house, sorry, when your husband um, is either lost his faith or has never practiced his faith or he's kind of just a cultural Catholic and he sometimes goes to church and sometimes doesn't? That's like a real cross, I think, for, for women. The, probably the biggest mistake you can do is lose your own faith because your husband has lost his. So um, any thoughts? I'm glad for that question because when you were talking about your husband being on board with you, I wanted to also mention so that the women who are joining us won't feel bad if their husbands aren't because not every husband is. And and it's wonderful when you can, and especially if you can try to choose ahead of time, you know, and, and before when you're courting, you know, but it does, life doesn't always happen the way you plan. Read my book, The Kiss of Jesus, and you'll see. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I could probably have a whole, a whole session on that book because I got a lot of questions, but not, oh, yeah. <laughs> not today, not today. Well, I wanted to say, so the women who don't have a husband on board, who, or Dorothy, who might not have a husband, I was a single mother for many years, which I put in some of my books, um, because my husband got out of the car and stuck out his thumb and hitchhiked away after he said, I'm leaving. Ah, and I was pregnant, to, I was about to give birth to my child a couple of weeks later, so I had to get behind the wheel in more ways than one. 
and anyway, that's another story. Yes. <laughs> so there are mothers who are single and they're doing their best to raise their children in the faith. I did. I, I thank God. God gave me the grace to reach out to him and to keep praying, keep going to mass, and to keep teaching the faith. You can do it. You can do it as a single mother. You can do it as a, a wife and mother whose husband is not on board with your faith. You're just going to have to step up to the plate and be the one, that one first and foremost educator. And if he doesn't like it too bad, I'm sorry, I said that here, but you have to teach the faith. You have to follow your heart. Our Lord is asking you to put down that, pass down that faith to your children, to teach your children. So you need to talk to your husband about it and say, you might not be with me in the teachings, um, but this is what I would like to do and kind of get his blessing. If he doesn't give his blessing, too bad. I've never said that. I've never said that before. Oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. But, want, but I mean, I really do mean that. You have to. You cannot go and meet Jesus later and say, well, you know, my husband wouldn't let me. Uh, that's not going to go over very well. No. <laughs> right? You, you are their teacher. You need to pass down the faith and you need to set people. I'm sorry, I'm acting like a mother to everybody out no, there. No, 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 please. <laughs> my no, you can use some kisses. But, you know, I'm the one, you're the one, Dorothy's the one. We all have to give the faith. We have to teach the faith. So we can't blame it on our husband or somebody else that we didn't do a good job. Because if they're not doing a good job, then you step up your game. Okay, that's enough of me talking. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going on and on. No, 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 no. Um, and this is, you know, this, 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 this is so important. What you're saying is so yeah. incredibly important because, um, you know, so many women, like, and, and I'm sorry, I, I, but, but we can't excuse ourselves. No. We can't excuse ourselves when it comes to passing down the faith. Um, no. Like, sometimes, like, my mother... Um, you know, I guess when she was 13 years old, the war broke out in Poland, World oh. War II. Her uh, house was demolished and she was oh. pulled out of the rubble as a 13-year-old. My she, gosh. Yeah, and she saw her mother being pulled out of the basement of the building and losing a baby. And she, she, was, she was pulled out of the rubble by Marian priests. Right? <sighs> So my mother's faith was extremely raw yeah. and extremely real. Wow. And it was it was it was almost like she she was so passionate about it that there was nothing, nothing, nothing that was gonna stop her, you know, passing down the faith. And she wouldn't think twice to say to me, if you don't like it. The door is open. Wow. Get out. Right? Wow. And if I disrespected her, or if I told, like, sometimes I thought she was kind of being silly because, you know, we just like anyone, we had relatives that don't like us because we're too religious and everything. Yeah. And sometimes they would like, you know, mock my mom for her oh. religiosity. And so everyone's got those relatives, right? And so then I say yeah. to my mom, mom, don't be so stupid. Like, don't keep on giving, you know, them gifts and don't keep on reaching out to them. Oh. And she looked at me and she goes, get behind me, Satan. Wow. Because she knew she had the love of Christ's love 
and that was going to win them over. And whether it will win, and whether it win them over or not, right? She needed to do it. She needed to do it, and so, so like sometimes my my kids say like, "Oh, mom, like you're too harsh, you're too direct," and I'm like. But this is the this is the way that I was raised. Like my mother thought nothing of saying to me, "Get behind me, Satan!" <laughs> you know what I'm like? Oh, <laughs> so um, so so anyway, I, I just you know I think that we're dancing around the issue of motherhood, and yes, we're all wanting to be beautiful, perfect mothers on Instagram. We're wanting to you know show you know our beautiful, cute homes, but I'm like. It sometimes makes me angry because it's like we're missing the point, right? We're, we're not to project beauty on Instagram. Well, plus, it, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'll just don't forget what you were going to say. <laughs> it's the demands for perfection that we women face. That you know, I want to tell you one thing right now. There's no such thing as a size zero. Don't <laughs> don't be fooled. I'm living proof of it. <laughs> There's no size zero. Zero is zero. So what, why, you know, why are women trying to be a size zero? And why does a number on a scale define you or me or anyone? It doesn't. Oh, gosh. So I write about that all the time. I speak about that all the time because women, women are beautiful. You know, and true beauty, we find our true beauty in Christ. And so what Dorothy's saying about, you know, the perfection of trying to have portray this image rather than be real, right? Rather than... The real deal, which is authentic, authentic motherhood, authentic caring and loving for your children that you care enough to say what you know. Dorothy's mother said to her, "I don't, I don't say that because I don't speak directly to you know who." But she was talking to <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. it just. Uh, I'm not saying it's a right thing to do. It's just. No. Uh, but I, I want to just get to some of the comments here. Um, because some of the comments here are just so beautiful. Uh, actually, there's Brenda Esmond. Brenda Esmond uh, gave me the gift of this book in this very kitchen. So hello, Brenda. And uh, thank you for you know, passing this book on to me. And so she, Brenda says, uh, I believe in the power and the healing of the miraculous metal, invoking a saint. Mother Teresa. Yes. <laughs> yeah. we go. Mother Teresa gave me this one. Mother Teresa and her relics are in the back. And yeah, okay. go ahead with her comment. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So uh, I think Brenda was responding to uh, women that have husbands possibly that don't yeah. you know, practice. Put the pillow. Put the miraculous medals under their pillows. That's what the sisters did in uh, Saint Catherine Labore's convent. They would take care of the ornery patients in the hospital and they'd put miraculous medals under the book. We should do a thing, Dorothy, and I'll tell you a lot of miraculous medal stories. We'll do another webinar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Um, I, I remember once I was, uh, my husband and I were going through a, a really difficult period in our marriage and I just, I don't know whether it was right or wrong, but I just kept on pouring just like a little bit of holy water in his coffee, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's better, to use, it's better to use blessed salt. I use blessed salt all the time on the food because holy water could be, could get bacteria in it. Yeah, so well, that, that, was, that was before I knew better, right? But um, <laughs> anyway, and then, I, oh, I remember too, the year my, my, my son, who is very intelligent and very articulate, 
and we got into a very civil, beautiful debate on whether or not he should go to a rave. And oh. uh, and anyway, he, he, he did end up going, but I spent like an hour before he went to the rave in Eucharistic <laughs> Adoration. The entire time that he was at the rave, I was in Eucharistic Adoration. I think I did four hours of Eucharistic Adoration, praying for everybody, um, bringing that whole area into, uh, into Eucharistic Adoration. So, but anyway, let me get back to Brenda's comments because I'm going on a tangent, forgive me. Um, I believe in the power and healing of the miraculous metal, invoking a saint, especially St. Faustina, to accompany our family when praying the rosary. St. Mother's Teresa's Express Novena has helped me in difficult times. I love all your books, Donna. Your book titled The Miraculous Metal was a pivot in my devotion to Our Lady. Your children's books are beautiful too. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Judith Morris Mazona writes, um, she's given us a, a, a scripture verse, which I think we should focus on. Um, chapter 1, Corinthians 7, 14, for the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife. And right. the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. Right. Otherwise, your children would be unclean. But as it is, they are holy. Um, thank you, Judith. I love that verse. I will, and Judith says, I always remember from Dorothy's book, Motherhood Matters, the importance to do the will of God first not the will of your husband. Right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And I'm writing something right now, I'll just say really quickly, in a book that I'm writing right now for women, and it has to do with divine mercy and St. Faustina. This is her relic right here. Um, and I go into, in the marriage chapter, and I talk about St. John Paul II and his, what he says about Ephesians and how we are equal to one another and that a husband does not lord over his wife. So that's coming up. That's just one little part of the book. But remember, ladies, we are in the marriage to get our husband to heaven. And so it's, it's, a, it's a, a journey. It's a journey. And it's not always going to be, you know, um, bliss. It's, it's going to, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. And we have to stick with it. And we have to yes. do that. So I'll let you get back to those comments. I just wanted to throw that no, in there. And, and, and so it, it is... You know, and spiritual work as a wife and a mother can sometimes, yes. um, you know, be exhausting. And, you know, yeah. facing, I know facing my own sinfulness, like, oh my gosh, you know, that's another, uh, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, I, I just wanted to ask everyone that uh, has joined us here today, um, if you would please pray for uh, Donna, if you would please pray for her ministry. Um, I would also ask you to pray for our ministry, catholicmomsgroup.com. We need a lot of prayers. And, um, you know, pulling something together like this does require uh, resources. You know, we've, we've offered all of this, you know, for, uh, you know, as our gift to you. But if you feel called in any way to make a donation to our ministry, and then uh, I would more than happily share, you know, that donation with Donna. Uh, we, we need donations. We depend on your donations. So, uh, you know, thank you. I, I, can, I can hardly believe it, but it's, it's four minutes to three. The time's just flying by. This is coming out in about a week. 
<laughs> You've got a, a new book coming out, Consecration. It's family consecration to Jesus through Mary. It's consecrating your children from seven on up and protecting them because St. Faustina had a vision of children and she said that um, prayer is not enough. And so I felt very inspired to get them consecrated at a young age. So you can see my website if you want to. I just want to at least mention real quickly that oh, please I, do. I have that available. And yeah. I was yeah, this is it went by too fast. Right? It went by too fast. I also wanted to mention and, and Don, oh, yes, yes. I haven't I haven't mailed it to you yet because oh. uh, we were going to launch it at our uh, Dynamic Women of Faith conference, but as a part of our Mothers Group Starter Kit now, um, we also have a 52 week study guide on the book Motherhood Matters. And what it is, isn't this a beautiful image of our uh, mother receiving the Eucharist? It's yes. a, a New York photographer, Jeffrey Bruno. Um, our ministry is consecrated to Our Lady of Chastehova, but basically the, the, um, the study guide is 52 studies for individuals or uh, moms groups. And I'm not gonna take much more time but you know, lesson number one, having a baby changes you. Lesson number two, um, the office of motherhood. And so it's a similar style to the magazine. We, were, we have boxes of them in storage because we were hoping to launch them at the conference and the conference, oh. right? <laughs> So I, I keep on uh, praying, you know, yeah. just uh, that God will provide another way. Um, anyway, I um, do you have any closing thoughts, um, Donna, for mom? Um, well, something popped into my mind and my heart when you were talking about what's required, you know, to put on something like this, but also, um, you know, the ministries and being a mom and being a woman with the gifts that we're supposed to share with others uh, requires nourishment of our hearts and souls so what you're doing right now attending this webinar you know nourishing your heart um, with the wisdom of the church hopefully and get sound books like dorothy's uh, what she's talking about and hopefully maybe some of mine or the catechism of the catholic church <laughs> keep it on your table <laughs> Kitchen table, you know, nourish your faith and make it. I, I really love this one. Oh, I love, you love that one. Well, guess what? I want. I'm going to send you, if you allow me to, uh, three copies for you to give out to some winners or you know people who are on this webinar. Maybe put them in a hat, and then I'll give you three of those books for them. Oh, that's uh, and, and one of and one of the new books. Well, so, if I get that book, I'm keeping it. I'm <laughs> well, you'll get two. You'll get two. Once for you and once for. <laughs> I'm terrible. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I shouldn't show my selfishness there, but um, uh, um, okay. Uh, uh, Peggy is asking me, uh, you know, Peggy's asking me which book was my favorite of yours. Um, oh. It was this one uh, Catholic Wisdom for a Mother's Heart. Um, someone is asking here if you can order it from Amazon. We would really prefer that you order it directly from Donna's website. So go to Donna's website. Um, if you could, uh, good from Amazon, but they're way behind because of the pandemic. 
And if you order it for me, I'll autograph it and send it with a blessed, miraculous medal that I touch to all my relics. That's what I always do. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, I definitely have received books uh, from you. If, if for some reason you decide you do, you do end up ordering from Amazon, make sure that you go in to Amazon through the Catholic Moms website, because then we get like a tiny, tiny percentage you know, um, but I, I would just prefer that you go to directly to Donna. That's what I do whenever I order her books. And I, I love getting her little notes and her little scribbles. It makes me feel. And the other thing, too, I love is uh, Donna's bracelets. She's made some beautiful, beautiful bracelets. If you're looking for gifts for your daughters. Um, the other thing I'm a big believer in, too, is give these books away as gifts to your family, to your friends, um, you know, at Christmas time, I'm like, Mother's Day, give good Catholic holy books. Um, Liz Garcia says, I'm a bookaholic. Well, that's good. Uh, and I have that's read good. one of your um, so she says, I'm a bookaholic, and I've read one of your books, The Kiss of Jesus, and you just oh. answered uh, one of my questions. And yeah, I think we could probably have I don't know if Donna has more time, but maybe one time she can come back because uh, I think all of us are enjoying you so much that, uh, and, and someone here has mentioned too, forgive me, I'm going back. Uh, Peggy is mentioning the, the death of um, Father uh, Robinson from the oratory on King Street. I didn't know that. I'm, I'm, oh my goodness, I'm glad that you mentioned it. So if we could all be praying for him. He died on Tuesday. I had no idea, and he's a very, very uh, holy soul. Holy soul. Um, and then someone says here, the kiss of Jesus is unformed for free. Well, I, I didn't know that. Did you know that, Donna? They didn't ask but, me, but that's okay. <laughs> but what do you mean? Like, I, yeah, I, I think you should actually go to Donna's website. <laughs> 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 That's okay. Um, that's okay. No, no. Um, I, uh, okay, so for those of you that have uh, attended today, we are going to have, um, uh, Donna mentioned some giveaways, but in order to qualify for the giveaway, I am going to ask you guys to send uh, an email to me today or tomorrow, three or four sentences about our session today. Because um, Donna and I, we love getting testimonials that we can share with the people on our email distribution list. So, um, you know, we're going to ask you for a testimonial. Um, and, you know, I'll also, I'll have different categories for gifts, like one for everyone who attended today, one who, you know, gave a testimonial. I won't make it, whatever, because it takes a few minutes for you to write, but it helps um, me, our ministry, and Donna a lot. And it encourages us in our work, you know, when we hear from you. Um, anyway, um, okay, so thank you to you both. Are you seeing the questions? Yes, I'm seeing the questions. Uh, absolutely. Um, Vicenta, thank you. Dorothy and Donna, thank you. 
Um, uh, chances are I haven't gotten to all of the questions because there's just a lot of them coming up and um, our time is up. So I, I'm sorry if I didn't answer all the questions. I'm sorry if I didn't see them all. I'm doing my best. I'm relatively new to Zoom. Um, so thank you, Dorothy and Donna. Thank you for the nourishment. Um, and uh, anyway, Donna's in the middle of writing yet another book. It's um, 3.04. I'm gonna, um, just a, a, quick, a quick reminder. Next week, we're gonna have two moms on that had their first child um, at 40 years old. And so we're gonna celebrate and talk to them about having a child, children late in life. Um, and then the following week is going to be the Eve of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I am going to have uh, Father Casper, a Sacred Heart priest, which I've known since 1988. He's going to be doing a reflection for us on the Sacred Heart. So I would ask all of you to please, you know, tell your friends about these sessions. Um, let them know. Let's get the word out. If you're able to make a small donation, we ask for a donation. Um, I want to thank you, Donna, from the bottom of my heart for oh. yesterday. Would you guys believe Donna and I spent over an hour and a half yesterday trying to get connected, all these technological uh, problems. So uh, any closing thoughts, Donna, before we sign off? Um, well, one, one is just a practical thing. If you were mentioning Amazon, if anybody's on Amazon or has Dorothy's book, or any of my books, and it just takes a minute. If you want to leave a review, that helps other people know what someone else thought of the book. So yes. that, a lot of people forget to do that. They, or they feel intimidated, like, oh, I don't know what to say. It could be just one line, you know, and that helps someone else. So don't forget, if you've read Dorothy's book, to put something on Amazon, and if you don't mind putting them on, you know, some of mine, but don't feel any pressure. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, I, uh, I, I sometimes apply too much pressure, so. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's why we make a nice tea, right? You know, um, sometimes I feel like, Lord, why didn't you make me gentler? Like, why? <laughs> you are gentle. You are gentle. You're a gentle soul. You're a beautiful soul. Oh, no. So uh, thank you, Donna, for joining us today. Um, yeah. I'm and uh, I'm gonna. I gotta stop laughing. I've gotta just say a, a, a short. That's the joy, joy of the Lord. <laughs> well, I, I am like I just can't even believe that I'm talking to you. And I sort of say, if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't see you today. Oh, yep, maybe, yeah, maybe because you're doing your things because of the COVID, right? Yeah, and so I always say that you know God can take something that's horrible and extract yes. some good out of it right uh and so i just praise god for you know this technology and i praise god you know for my husband who was pushing me to embrace it because i'm Aww. like i'm old for this you know like, <laughs> so um so anyway so dear lord thank you very much for bringing donna and i together thank you for each and every one of the moms um, who uh, have joined us today. Um, Jesus, we know that wherever two or more are gathered in your name, that you are present, and we acknowledge your presence. We rejoice in your presence. 
We pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit backwards and forwards on this meeting, dear Lord. I'm sorry I didn't start with prayer. I got so excited and carried away. So uh, forgive me uh, for not beginning the session in prayer. I'd like to pray for each and every mother that signed on that whatever graces she received today, that they be protected and guarded because the evil one is always willing to snatch away whatever good has been planted in us. So I pray for a protection of the graces you received today. I also pray um, just for Donna, for all of her hard work, for her tenacious, persistent spirit that just keeps on pumping it out. Dear Lord, praise God for her. We lift her up and we close this meeting with three Hail Marys, asking our Blessed Mother to protect us, our children, our husbands, and uh, for all of the mothers who couldn't attend today and for future mothers who will come to these future sessions, we pray, Hail Mary full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And you did pray at the beginning. We prayed together. Oh, yeah. We prayed before we went on. Yeah. Uh, we prayed before we went on. Oh, good. So thank you for reminding me of that. Um, so thank you to each and every one of you that signed on today. Um, please know that you're not alone. Please right. know that we love you. Please know that we're praying for you. And if there's any way that we can help you, um, we will. In our own little way, we will. Um, love you very much. And uh, I'm going to just start waving the goodbye. I know one time someone said I have ended the meeting abruptly. So I'm trying not to end it abruptly. <laughs> yeah. I promise my prayers too. I promise you all that I will pray for you. And please pray for me too. I really need it. I, I promise. I promise my prayers. Yeah, and I'll be I'll pray a rosary for you today, Donna. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And yeah, I will be, I'll pray in the chaplet when I get off because it's time for the divine rescue. For the chaplet. So uh, goodbye everybody. Bye. Love bye. you all. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thanks for signing on today. Uh, love you to pieces and uh, see you next week. Okay, okay. Bye bye. Bye. God bless Bye. Donna. Love you, Dorothy. I love you to pieces. Thank oh, you. I love you too. <laughs> we have to have an anniversary party. <laughs> yes, yes, let's do that. Ten years of friendship with Donna. Maybe I'll write that book. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to preview it. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> okay. Bye, okay. Dorothy. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.